You have blessed all generations, O God Most High, in Jesus, our compassionate Savior. For through him you invite us to your kingdom. Welcome us to your table and provide us with nourishment in abundance. Teach us to imitate your unfailing kindness and to build up Christ's body, the church, by generously handing on to others the gifts we have received from your bounty. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the following passage for the book of Genesis, bread and wine are shared a foreshadowing of the Eucharist. A reading from the book of Genesis. In those days after Abram's return, King Melchizedek of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, maker of heaven and earth, he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram by God most high, the maker of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him one-tenth of everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage, St. Paul teaches the Christians in Corinth and us that when we share the Eucharist, we proclaim the death and resurrection of Christ until he comes. We proclaim a deep share in the life that gives life. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper saying, this cup <clears throat> is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. 
Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God. And he healed those who needed to be cured. The day was drawing to a close and the twelve came to Jesus and said, Send the crowd away so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside to lodge and get provisions. For we are here in a deserted place. But Jesus said to them, you yourselves give them something to eat. The disciples said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless you want us to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And Jesus said to his disciples, make the people sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so and made them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven, blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. All 5,000 ate and were filled. What was left over, they gathered up. They filled 12 wicker baskets with broken pieces. The Gospel of the Lord. Five thousand people. I guess Luke is telling us that there were a lot of people who were following Jesus and listening to him proclaim the kingdom of God. Part of the proclamation of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is where God and people live together in peace, in harmony. The kingdom of God is where nobody goes hungry. And the kingdom of God is where people who are sick are healed by the power of God's love. The disciples take on the mission of Jesus in proclaiming the kingdom of God. And they've been traveling. So when they ask Jesus, go, go, go. Go to Walmart and get food for all these people. They were tired. They were just tired from their mission journey. But Jesus wouldn't hear of it. Tell the people to sit in groups of 50. You feed them. And then Luke tells us, that Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish 
He blessed them, broke them, and gave them to those who were there. He took what was given to him by some generous person in the crowd. He blessed them. And yesterday at Men at Prayer, they talked about blessing is to recognize that there's more to this than what we can see. This is a gift from God. He broke it. Because this gift from God was not meant to be held on to selfishly, but given generously. And he shared the bread and the fish. Somehow making of that crowd of 5,000 people one in the bread they shared. He took, he blessed, he broke, and he shared. And that's the miracle of the Eucharist we share every time we come to the table here. But besides that, and, and, and was proclaimed so, so well in the reading from Corinthians, we proclaim the death of the Lord. Every time we share the Eucharist, we proclaim his death until he comes again. Are we aware of that? When we share the Eucharist, are we really aware that it's a share in his dying and rising? It's food to strengthen us while we wait for his return. That's one side of the Eucharist story. The other side is that you and I are called to share. We are called to share everything we've been given like the people shared in the miracle story. I have three stories for you. Uh, I, I hope well, I hope you weren't in, in a hurry to get home for a ball game. But anyway, three stories. The first one, Archbishop Renbert Weekland, a Benedictine monk, was the Archbishop of Milwaukee. He's from Patton, Pennsylvania. Anybody here from Patton? I used to teach kids from Patton. Anyway, he was having a, a re retreat with a group of young people. And these young people said, you know, Archbishop, we, we don't get it. What's good about being Catholic? And Rembert Weakland looked at them and he said, here's how you'll find out. For the next six, you might take notes, this is the good part. For the next six months, I want you to go to church, the same church, every Sunday for the next six months. I want you to go to the same church for Mass every Sunday. See what happens. And then he said, also for the next six months, I want you to work in a soup kitchen. If you go to Mass and you work in a soup kitchen, you're going to find out what it means to really be Catholic. We are those who are fed, and we are those who are called to feed others. That's the first story. 
You still with me? Anybody's pen run out of ink? Okay. The second story. A woman in New York City was at the corner shop, on, on, on the corner, obviously, and there's a fruit stand there, and she was looking at the fruit, and it looked lovely, and all of a sudden there appeared what was obviously a homeless woman who was kind of just standing back and gazing at all the fruit and vegetables. The first woman, uh, let's call her Betty, Betty looked at the homeless woman and she walked up to her and she said, would you like to have some of this fruit? And the homeless woman said, oh my goodness, yes. What would you like? Those grapes look so good. So Betty took a group of the grapes, a group of the grapes, a bunch of grapes, took them to the cashier, bought them, and gave them to the homeless lady. The homeless lady went out on the corner and was eating the grapes. But when Betty came out, the homeless lady said to her, ma'am, it was so generous of you to give these to me. Will you share them with me? I'll enjoy them more if we have them together. Here's a woman who gave from her want to someone in an effort to share. What a powerful thing to do. He took, blessed, broke, shared. And the third story, I know there's a couple of you here who are from Johnstown, as I am. And you know, Johnstown was the victim of three floods. And the flood on July 19th, uh, 1977, 80 80 people were killed. And uh, I was ordained, I was a priest for two years living in Twin Rocks. And and, uh, I went in as soon as I could to check on my parents and to check on my friend, Father Slavic, at, at St. Rocha's Parish. Eighty-some people were killed. And the Cambria City section was a mess with mud and floodwaters. On the nine blocks of Cambria City, there were seven Catholic churches. The other, seven, the other six Catholic churches got busy cleaning up so they could get back into church but not St. Rochus. Um, They cleared up the mud from the floor of the church and they moved the pews and they put, in the pews, they put the mops and the buckets that people would need to clean their houses. They weren't worried about sharing the Eucharist in that church. They were worried about giving what they had. Every day, in the classrooms and in the church hall, the parish fed three meals a day to anybody who came in. They fed the hungry. 
because that's what Jesus said. Finally, they even put showers, temporary showers in the parking lot because people had no place to shower and clean up. And they made the church parking lot a place for people to clean up and get comfortable. That's the story of the 5,000 people being fed, made real. I have a personal story. I was uh, ordained two years at that point, and I went home to my parents to see that they were okay, and then I went to see my friend, Father Steve, and I said to him, Father, what can I do to help? He said, Charlie, sometimes when he was not yelling at me, he called me actually Charlie instead of, damn it, Charlie. Well, anyway, he said, I've got to, I want you to do something I can't ask anybody else to do. I thought, two years ordained, he's going to ask me to hear confessions. He's going to want me to set up like a counseling space. <laughs> oh, no. It seems that weeks before the flood, the women of the parish had been making pierogies, all different kinds of pierogies, and they had hundreds of dozens of pierogies in the refrigerators and the freezers while all the power went out. So what happens to pierogies that are in a freezer that has no power? Not good. And all Father Steve wanted me to do was take those dead pierogies out of the freezers and throw them in the dumpster. That was the special task I had. The story of the 5,000 people being fed becomes our story. When we recognize that like Jesus, we take what is given to us. Like Jesus, we bless it, which means we recognize that it's more than just what we see. It is a gift from God. We break it. We recognize that what we've been given isn't to be hoarded by us. And then we share. We give it to one another. And that giving and receiving makes us one. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.